give me the strength of Bo Nix. Amen. Ooh, y'all. That was truly, truly a miraculous comeback. Who, who else was, was worried? Just a little bit if you were a Ducks fan. Who else lost the faith as I did going in to that fourth quarter? Or I'd say like mid-fourth quarter. Basically when those penalties started really adding up. I mean, once DJ Johnson, that targeting on DJ Johnson... I wasn't like giving up on the team. I wasn't giving up on Dan Landing. There's a big difference in that, you know. I wasn't giving up on anything really. Like I wasn't gonna turn off the game, you know. Um, however, at that point, it just felt like another Wazoo loss, another Wazoo game where we go there, and even though we're ranked, you know, we're definitely the favorite. Even though we're going in there and it should just be another, you know, easy win. It's Pullman. It's crazy on the Palouse. Jake Dicker is really doing a good job. Um, both state schools, you know, Oregon State and Wazoo, both those coaches, you got you to gotta hand it to them. For everything that is, you know, in those locations, how hard it is to build a program. They're really doing it a really good way, especially Jake Dicker just like stepped in there and seemingly doing a great job. Whoo! But holy cow, them ducks! They rallied back. I I was very worried at that point. Now, as you can see, I'm dressed as I'm trying to go for it's Sunday. This is the Chapel of Quack. I'm kind of trying to go for like the cool preacher look, like the kind of preacher that's like, oh yeah, we have, we have video games here. We praise, we praise God in our own way. You can do it anywhere, as long as it's in your heart. That's kind of what I'm trying to channel here. But for Bo Nix, our true savior. Oh, man. Bo Nix, which, which let's get to. I mean, I got my... You've heard of the 12 commandments? Well, these are the 12 quack commandments. Yep, going with the easy one. Occam's razor, why am I fighting it? Boom, number one. Believe in Bo. Holy cow, Bo. You killed it. Now, uh, now he's a senior, you know. Um, obviously, we know he's been playing since his freshman year because he had a pretty big game to start off that. I digress, though. We don't need to go into that. But Bo Nix had a career high in passing yards, 428 passing yards, uh, 33 of 44, three touchdowns. He did not run in a uh, touchdown in this game like he did last week. However, he did run in a eh, crucial, some would say crucial, every point's crucial, but, I mean, we only won by three points, so a pretty big uh, two-point conversion with some trickery got in there uh, on a little keeper. And, oh my, it, it just goes to show you that anyone can be redeemed because that pick, we all saw the pick. That pick was freaking gnarly. It was a bad decision. You could tell he was going like, wow, I had a lot of success, you know, like going out to the flat with the running back. Last time it got me the fourth down conversion. We've had trouble in the red zone on all the other drives like we're walking away with the field goals but we're not getting the score not only that but this score can tie it 
and he really just forced going back to that same play. I believe it was to Irving, and you know Irving was had sure hey Irving was Irving is a great great player, you know, and so I I can imagine going back to it, but he just put it was obvious where he was going. He put no thought into it. He put a second too much thought. And also, at the same time, he wasn't thinking what he was doing. Because it was, uh, I believe, the second longest uh, interception return for the Cougs at home in their history. So, isn't that fun? Isn't that fun to be part of history, I guess? That being said, holy cow, like... From then on, that raised the stakes because he was he was basically perfect until that interception. You know, he had some incompletions, but he was throwing them out like it was smart for him to just be throwing it in the nosebleeds. You know, to try to hit someone. Uh, you know, cracking down on the uh, old fireball, trying to knock it out of their hands, and he was definitely doing that. Like he was he was uh, making really smart decisions, minus that huge almost like game. Deciding, even though it's like, you know, it wasn't even the halftime. So who's to say it was game deciding? It's just one play, but it felt huge. It felt like, I mean, that was going to be the play. It feels like if Wazoo would have won, maybe it would have been a Sports Center top 10. There was another play I thought that Wazoo did that I thought was going to make top 10, but apparently it's a, hey, it was a good day. Interesting day. Um, yeah, so he made that one terrible decision, and that really ranked it up to the point where he was he had to be perfect from that point on. And he damn near was. You know, there was like a couple drops, but uh and, and again he like bailed it out, but accuracy wise, he was on point, making good decisions, taking what they give him, you know. Picked up like a good like 60 yards or something like that on the ground. Uh yeah, Bo Nix. Awesome, man. Awesome. Huge win. Fun stuff, having fun, dark horse Heisman, yada yada yada. Let's get into the second thing. Bucky two. I'm just saying, praise Bucky two. Believe in Bucky two. Oh my gosh, Bucky Irving, you are the man. You are like absolutely. I can see why you've won over this running back room. I mean, that being said, I'm not throwing any shade to Cardwell. We all miss Cardwell. We're like, where is Cardwell? I get it. Uh, same with like uh, dollars. We're not seeing him as as much. Cardwell is apparently injured. You know, not terribly injured. Like he he's suiting up and stuff, but he's not playing. But I mean, Marky Serving is is doing amazing stuff out there. Sorry, Bucky Irving. And I think like ever since apparently is really good. Uh, ever since he changed, got that name changed. He's been playing like a madman. So hey, Bucky. And they finally said on the uh, commentary, anyways, is to honor his father. So hey, I love it, Bucky. Ooh, Buck stops here. Bucky stops here. Not Bucky around. Eleven carries, eighty-one yards, five receptions, thirty-eight yards, one touchdown. Crucial touchdown. All of them are crucial, obviously. Um, just just was a threat everywhere. Oh man, that twenty-yard, twenty-one-yard reception that he got. <laughs> that was. It was like. Mm, I don't, I want to say it was on fourth down. Uh, no, I, maybe it was like third and short. I kind of forget. But that was a huge damn moment. I'll look it up in a little bit. Uh, that, that was a crucial moment because we were down two scores at that point. 
Oh, I love this team. That was fun. Buck Irving could be the most. I mean, he's definitely the most, um, our biggest threat right now on the whole offense. We made the whole offense out of Buck Irving right now. I'm not complaining. Troy Franklin is clearly our best wide receiver. Really impressive stuff out there. Uh, talk about balance, am I right? Stayed up. Got the score, baby. Five receptions, 137 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the longest reception was for 50 yards, and I bet you remember that one. But he had a lot of he had a lot of really good catches, really crucial catches. And it's clear when we need a deep threat, when we absolutely need it, he is going to be one of the targets. As is Bucky Irving as well, because he's got them hands. Yeah, he's got them hands. Whew. I'm so excited for this offense. I'm excited for it, y'all. Uh, I'm gonna get into you know the troubling part because it wasn't all it wasn't all rainbows in this game. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Troy Franklin is blessed. That is my third quack man mint. Troy Franklin is blessed. Bless you. Blessed be thy Troy Franklin. Number four, Duck D fights on. Now it wasn't a perfect game. It's never a perfect game in Pullman against the Wazoo Air Raid. I know this Wazoo Air Raid is different, but still, you got to prep for these things differently. This is the this is the first time really that Dan Lanning, you know, it certainly is first time he's doing it as a head coach because it's his first season as a head coach. But uh, you know, outside of the times he's gone against Mike Leach, I am assuming he went against Mike Leach. You know down there while he's in Mississippi State. I'm assuming so. But it's just not something you see very often. It's a real test, especially in Pullman. Holy, it was lit. It was absolutely lit. Man, it was crazy. Um, and so that first half, too. The second half, they were tired because, I mean, it was all on their shoulders. And and we can't, we'll get into the penalties, but we, we can't disregard that. That was brutal and a lot of those penalties were took place on defense so that's something you can fix though you know what I mean it wasn't like a talent issue it was an attitude issue and hopefully Dan Lanning's really laying in on him there but the duck defense so when you look at these first the drives in the first half for the Cougs you had that 75 yard touchdown drive yeah that's not great I mean in yeah, that's not great. But that's usually your most orchestrated drive, you know. I, I think that's she should be like, eh, not we should give them that one. But that's the one typically I'm like, I'm going to excuse the most. You don't like to see that it's a 75-yard drive that they march down the field. But, yeah, I don't know. that. So that was rough. And then the next drive was a 54-yard 50 yard field goal drive. So we did hold them to a field goal, which at the time – the way things were going, that felt pretty good. That felt pretty big, you know, to hold him to that field goal after being held to just that field goal ourselves. And then we actually forced him to two punts. And obviously the score was on defense, uh, the Wazoo defense when they got the pick six. So that was their other touchdown. Otherwise, we held them to like 10 first half points. We forced him to punt twice, forced one field goal, and then it was that first drive, which is typically, you know, the most planned out drive, that they scored the touchdown. So I don't think the first half defense was all that bad. 
Could have been better. Always something we can work on. But 10 points on the road? Like, I'll allow it. That's pretty sweet. They definitely kind of, like, broke down a little bit in the second half. But at the same time, if you're going to be an optimistic Duck fan, which, why not? We just won. Let's be a little optimistic here. They really rallied late. And they were tired. And, you know, they were down DJ Johnson. And morally, it must have been pretty tough after those penalties, uh, you know, even like being on the field, seeing your offense go down there to the red zone so often and not score, but then to late in the game rally and then to even have that like awesome play that Mace Funa does to seal the win. Uh, that's that's a big, big perk for this very young defense. I mean, they did not play a perfect game, but they rallied when it mattered. Again, they are young. This is Dan Lanning's young. This is his first season. Let's just, I, I'm more praiseful for that. I mean, so much you can clean up. So much. Oh my gosh, so much. My next quack manment zero sex. Amen. Zero, zero sex. Zero sex against a team that entered the game with 14 sacks. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, and that is because our O-line has allowed zero sacks the whole damn season, even going against Georgia, even going even going against powerhouse Eastern Washington, the greatest team in the world. We all know it. Don't at me. Um, even going against BYU, which isn't exactly like a sack-happy school, but still, four games we have not allowed one sack that is very cool. That is allowing Bo Nix. I mean, this is what we were saying in preseason, though, right? This is one of the reasons why we shouldn't just, like, treat Bo Nix as a laughing, like, stock kind of thing. Where we shouldn't just, like, treat him as a meme. Like, because we got the bad parts of Bo. And we saw, you know, one really bad decision here that you wouldn't assume a senior would make. But it's also, he's also, like, a mortal. I'm getting really annoyed of all the people being like, it's just the laziest thing in the world for them to be like, oh, Bo Nix, sometimes he's really good, but you know, you know that Bo, then he makes bad decisions, or then he'll make some crazy mistake. It's like, yeah, that's being, like, that's being a quarterback. Most quarterbacks aren't good enough where you're like also making those great plays. And I think some of the reason he was making those bad decisions because he was playing in some, like, terrible, behind some terrible offensive lines at Auburn here. He hasn't been sacked yet. And we're not playing against SEC defenses anymore, which is pretty nice. But still, he hasn't been sacked yet. That's going to help us out so much. Let's keep it up. Knock on wood. Uh, You know, Hail Marys, do whatever you got to do. Because the main thing is we want our offensive line, our veteran offensive line, to stay healthy. So, yes. Um, say 10 Hail Marys or whatever. I'm not Catholic. I don't really. Actually, I'm a duck. Yes, I'm a duck. Let's get on to the next one. I don't know what my camera's doing. Sorry. Boom. Number six, red zone. Blasphemy. Because that shit was crazy. Uh, Red zone. What is going on? That was horrifying. I mean, that's the reason why people were angry during this game. If you were angry and you were a duck fan, that's why. Because let's break down. Our first four drives, which were terrible. Um, yeah. So that first one was an eight-play, 69-yard drive. And this was 
in response to their first drive, which they just, like we said, they just flew down the field, marched down the field, get that early score. It's in Pullman. We're we're all feeling a little afraid, but it's like, all right, let's see what Dan Lanning and the Ducks, let's see what Dillingham's got up his sleeves. We go A play, 69 yards really easily. Again, because Bucky Irving is a beast. He's so good. He's Since he's evolved into his final form, Bucky, he's unstoppable. And so he's just plowing through Wazoo. Bo Nix making easy decisions. Everyone's making good catches. I mean, um, we should say Coda is such a reliable. Like, Troy Franklin is definitely, you know, like the best pass or the most lethal threat, I will say. You know, making big headlines and stuff like that. But Coda was such a crucial offseason pickup because the guy's great. Uh, such reliable. It was getting, you know, multiple 20-yard receptions, sure hands. I love it. I love it. Uh, but that being said, so we're marching down the field, and we have to settle for the field field goal because um, suddenly we start to get really cute, and we're going out. So many outside runs. We're trying everything except either running up the middle or doing a play action or doing a quick little pass. I mean, the passing game was really what was – was cooking for us, but we were trying to uh, trying something. You know, I don't blame Dillingham. We were trying to go outside, and it didn't really work, and we had to settle for the field goal. Not so bad, you know, only down by four. Now we, you know, hold them to a field goal. So then we're marching down afterwards. Eleven plays, eleven plays, sixty-five yards, and again we have to settle for the field goal. Uh, and this time they were just like, dude, Wazoo did their film study especially on us in the red zone they're like oh they think it they think they're just going to be able just to push nicks up the middle huh that they really think they're going to try to do that they're going to try that stuff that they did against byu in eastern washington against us and they just boom blew it up and then you know it was short yardage but we were hoping at that point that we can just kind of run it in or you know try a couple don't no no wazoo their defense, they are fast, and they can they are shifty. They can get through those cracks quick. That is their superpower. You got to figure out a way to score on them. You know, get the ball out of your hands quick. Or, or I mean, in our case, we didn't even have to get the ball out of her hands quick because the pressure wasn't there. He could have eaten a four-course meal back there. Uh, so, yeah, we're forced to settle for the field goal again. Then... We're looking to tie the game, and that's when the pick six happens. I would have, you know, would have loved for a field goal there, but no, that's when the pick six happens. And then on that final drive, we get the field goal because it's like, look, we got to get some points. We got to get some points. It was nice that we were able to rally back for this. And it made it a one-score game. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of frustration there. Wazoo, to their credit, clearly – did their research, or like I said on Twitter, one of the y'all sold the playbook to them. I got my eye on you. I'm gonna put you on blast. I'm gonna put you in jail. I'm gonna citizen arrest you. That's right. Penalties. We had eight penalties. Some gnarly ones, specifically because it was like, yep, that was our fault. And not only that, but it was like, yep, that really. 
oh, killed the defensive momentum that we had built up so many times. Oh, my God. I believe I got all eight of them written down because I tried to write them down mid-game. We had a false start on our first offensive drive. Amave Lalu, right? Uh, he got called it Big Sala. He got called on the false start. Didn't didn't completely matter all that much. Didn't kill us. Actually, the offensive line played a hell of a game, so it was all right. Big Sala, you good. Next penalty, Bo Nix, I do believe. So we played a relatively clean game because I believe the next penalty was when Bo Nix did like a low kind of like tackle or block on that pick six. <laughs> so whatever. I guess I don't care about that. He's just taking some frustration out. I think we had some uh, contact on a special teams play. I do believe, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that was another one. DJ Johnson with the late hit on that second drive in the third quarter. That was rough. That extended that drive. See, that was an example of one where it's just like we just didn't need it. Because it wasn't a late hit. It was him against an offensive lineman. The play was dead. Like, the play was dead. That that deserved the, the yelling in his face. Like, that That was a decision that you made. Yeah, it was a quick thing, but you can't be doing that. Come on. Fourth quarter, Um, I do believe... Oh, yeah, we kicked out of the bounds. That wasn't good. And then we had a delay of game. Then we had the DJ Johnson targeting. That was a tough one. I mean, obviously, that came at a rough time. <sighs> and then doorless with the roughing the passer. And it felt like we it felt like we were done for. We were about to go down two scores. Oh man. And it would have been grounding. That was the thing that was a swallow that was hard to swallow on that one. I believe it was third down. Would have been grounding. Would have put them probably out of field goal range. Instead, the play continues, or the drive continues. They go up two scores. Rough, some bad penalties. Stuff that you can easily fix if everyone takes a chill pill. Let's get into the next one. Let's get, oh, penalties. Well, luckily I didn't think of a fun pun or anything. Come on, Adam. Come on, Chapman Chamele. Number eight, pressure. Under pressure. Doon, 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 doon. I got to stop right there. I don't want to get sued. Pressure. I'm talking about from the Ducks mainly because there was no pressure. No pressure for Bo Nix. He was fine. Pressure from above and everywhere because we, we actually got in the backfield a lot more. I'd like to have been even more so, but again, this is an air raid. This, it's, a, it's a hard thing to, to pick and choose when you're going to go full out and get them. Because if you get them, if, if you send too many times, too many men, too many times, they're going to find the exact location in the field that is vacated, and it's a quick, you know, five, if you're not tackling right, 10, 20, touchdown kind of situation. So, I mean, that's what we were going against. But, we I mean, I like the pressure we had. We had two tackles for a two and a half tackles for a loss from Sewell, and he got a sack. Uh, overall, we got 11 tackles for a loss and four sacks. DJ Johnson, you know, he had an up-and-down game because he did have a couple of really good plays, two tackles for a loss, two sacks, you know, same thing. But, uh, yeah, Justin Flo, he also got, I believe, a tackle for a loss. Uh, Jeffrey Bossa, oh, man, Bossa had himself a game. 
led in, in tackles, had double-digit tackles, had a lot of big plays, really good. Also want to shout out, I mean, this is not the time, I guess, but I just want to shout out because I don't think I have him a spot for him right now, Bennett Williams. Remember when he deflected that pass? I believe afterwards they like got a huge you know play, but that pass is great. I love that pass. Um, yeah, we also got like uh, Jordan Riley, uh, Brandon Dorless, Taimani, Rogers, Funa, Bridges. They all were in the backfield at least once. It was a good game. Good game for pressure. After a while, it was frustrating. We were at the same point. We were getting back there, but no one had that like Thibodeau ability to truly then turn the corner and get to him. We were breaking through. And to Cam Ward's credit, but also we got to be finishing. It's It was so close. And there's so many times against other teams this season already that we've seen that. So it's, we just need that finishing move. Come on. Come on, Lupoy. Teach those boys. Let's get on to the next one. Number nine, turnover battle. The Holy War, if you will. We won. We won the turnover battle, which means overall... We're winning the turnover battle. If I was smart, I would have written it all down. I cannot remember it off the top of my head. But I remember we were 0-2 versus Georgia. And then I don't think I'm going to remember. I don't think we had any turnovers except for Ty Thompson through an interception the third. I'm not going to do this off the top of my head. But for this game, we won 2-1 to because, well, of course, we had that the Bo Nix pick. That looked like he was going to doom us all, even though it was before the half. Plenty of game left, obviously. But, yeah, we had the Bonick pick, and then we had the Triquist Bridges interception, which was interesting, where the Cougar caught it. He was kind of like in the act, like on the ground, had caught it, was still on him and not touched the ground. The, the ball hadn't. But while that was happening, Tarkus Bridges was on him, and he kind of just plucked it off. And hey, if if no, if they're all gonna say it was right, I'm not gonna complain. That was a pick. Unfortunately, we didn't, we weren't able to do anything on that. It would have been nice if we would have scored, taken the lead. A lot if this game would have been a lot easier to handle, heart wise, <laughs> if that would have happened. But no, we didn't do that. Um, instead, we went like I believe three and out. But uh, then the next one was, I mean, whew, the one of the plays of the game, if not the play of the game. Hard to say what the play of the game is. Probably not. This was icing on the cake, so it's not play of the game. But Mace Funa, maybe for true, maybe for Duck fans, for homers, it's play of the game. Because wearing number 18, wearing that Spencer Webb number, he picks off the little tunnel screen who we had Michael Preston on the podcast, Kook fan from Kook Center. He was talking about he was not excited to see the tunnel screen reintroduced into the game plan as much as it is, and uh, maybe this is why. He, oh, man, Mace Funo reads it, picks it off. Good good hands. Runs it in, returns the favor with the pick six, seals the win. Whew. I believe we are in the plus for turnovers this season. I'm I'm very certain of that. Should have known it, but sorry, y'all. Number 10, miraculous moments. <sighs> well, Wazoo had their fair of miraculous moments, didn't they? They had the pick six. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop talking about it. Um, yeah, but... Uh, 
for us, I mean, I, I want to shout out Camden Lewis because, yeah, we were not happy settling for field goals, especially early on, you know, and all that momentum. We were right there. We were in the red zone, deep in the red zone, like all those times. But we had to settle for field goals. wish we would have settled for a field goal instead of the pick six, obviously. But um, I just want to shout out Cameron Lewis. Hit all those field goals. Hit all the points after, which we all know are not a sure thing. Not in college football. Not in the NFL. They are not a sure thing. Hit all those. All were crucial. If we would have missed one, this could have been a tied game at the end, even though that that garbage touchdown at the end. I'm not sure if that should have counted. Seems like he was uh, past the line of scrimmage, but whatever. They counted it, so it could. if he would have missed one of those field goals, it would have been a tied game on a crazy play. So maybe, you know, who knows? Uh, butterfly effect. But So thank, thank God for Cameron Lewis. Then um, the 55-yard pass to Hudson right starting the second half, that felt pretty huge for Oregon momentum-wise. There was the 21-yard catch from Bucky. That also was that was miraculous. And Bucky's a great player. That showed it. I'm feeling like Captain America over here because I am in love with Bucky. I just came up with that. I may tweet it. I bet you zero people will like it. It just seems a little too geeky, a little too desperate, honestly. Um, and then we've got the, oh, uh, hey, the Cam McCormick touchdown, the one-yard little touchdown, little trickeration. With the four tight ends. We had four tight ends out there. Suck on that. That is great. I want more four tight ends. I want that against Stanford because that would be fun. Oh, yeah. To out Stanford's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there was, of course, the food and touchdown, which is probably, yeah, like I said, I think for me, the play of the game, though, it'd probably have to be one of Bo Nix's miraculous passes that he was making. I, I don't know. It's tough to say. Maybe be some Bucky Irving play. And uh, let's get into here. 11. Just, I mean, everyone, I know there's so much we can complain about. There's so much they need to work on. I totally get all that, Duck fans. But there was a 29-point fourth quarter. We should have scored a bunch of points in that first half. This actually could have easily been a blowout. If you take away the interception, if you trade one of the field goals for touchdown, then this game is, you know, probably a lot more in hand for the Ducks. But it wasn't. But what did happen is we scored 29 points in the fourth quarter, including that pick six, including the two-point conversion um, from Bo Nix, <laughs> including that fun play uh, to Cam McCormick. I mean, yeah, uh, it was great. Jordan James coming in, doing the CHL role of just pounding it in to start off the fourth quarter to get the Ducks there. It was a wonderful game. I actually, it's one I'm going to think back fondly, especially because Pullman's so tricky. There's so many times we watch that game, even with the rally back, and then it doesn't happen. So my number 12, as always, I mean, we all know it, right? We all know it. It's, it's like saying... Amen at the end of a sermon. Oh, I forgot. So this has been going on the whole time, huh? There we go. As always, it is... Hagodaks! See y'all next week. Uh, Mario to be with you. Bye, y'all.